if you're just listening to the show, you are only getting half the value of this show. That's like a loss to you. It's a lot. You're losing every day. You don't go to patreon.com slash we have concerns and join the society of concerned citizens. You get extra episodes. You get early episodes. You get monthly video hangouts and secret mail. ASMR. <laughs> gift to be simple jeff it's a gift to be free it's a gift to have a vibe on black friday that didn't it, rhyme at all it's slant rhyme jeff get creative <laughs> okay. get outside of your songwriting 101 box this is we have concerns <laughs> hi jeff canada hi anthony carboni hello concerned citizens aliens we gotta find them oh these aliens we gotta find them they is aliens faux show we we're looking for them aliens uh we want to disprove that whole uh that whole uh Problem? What's the problem that we got to disprove? The problem about uh, Fermi, the Great Fil- Fermi paradox. We got to disprove that. Trying to get uh, trying to get rid of that Fermi shit. Oh, we're gonna make <laughs> sure we're not headed for doom. They're like dudes. They're like really smart guys with like triple PhDs sitting in think tanks, going like, "Bros, we got to get rid of that Fermi that shit. Fermi is ruining our lives." Two scientists drive up in Bentleys. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up? We gotta get rid of this Fermi shit, We're gonna son. get your Fermi. We're gonna throw it in the trunk of our Bentley. We're gonna drive to the dump. We're gonna dump it. Fuck a Drake equation. Yeah. Fuck it. Started from the bottom. Now we here. <laughs> Those two idiots are always coming around here. They have won so many Nobel Prizes. I don't understand why it, they keep giving it to them. Do you know what it is? Is like they have really good branding yeah. and a good hype man. It's the enthusiasm. It's their management team, yeah. you know, and they don't talk over it, people. It's all those billboards they, they put up on uh, Scientist Way, <laughs> you know? Uh, you got to be careful on Scientist Way in, yeah. in Los Angeles because yeah. that's how you wind up uh, same, in a cult. Same thing with the Oscars. Same <laughs> thing with the Oscars. Um, if you win an Oscar, you wind up in a cult. And we got to get, <laughs> well, you know. Or you belong to the cult, and yeah, that's why you win an Oscar. Little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Anyway. What's up with aliens? We got to get, we got to find them. So okay. we've, been looking, we've been looking for a habitable world, right? You try, did you try the last place you saw them? I, you know, I can never remember the last place. If I could remember the last place I saw the aliens, yeah. I wouldn't have lost the aliens. My dad used Mom. to say, uh, <laughs> my dad used to say, it's always the last place you look because why would you continue looking? After? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, where uh, are aliens? So we've been, we've been looking for that Goldilocks world you know that just right world that's yep. that's kind of like earth you know when we look at the earth-like planets we got that slightly tilted axis we got uh a, just enough of a distance from the sun that it orbits right we have uh just atmospheric conditions that we're looking for there are things that we're looking for where we're like okay well we know humans are here right so if there's a planet that's kind of like ours similar to humans could happen yeah but i but think fuck that what if what if we could expand our search anthony what if we don't need your Goldilocks planet. What if we don't even need a goddamn surface of a planet at all? Space ghosts. Well, Not like the 60s Hanna-Barbera one, but genuine space, space ghosts. ghosts. from You're talking about from coast to coast? From coast to coast. They're everywhere. They are all across this great nation of <laughs> ours. Uh, these scientists are now uh, thinking that we might be able to find some life, some interstellar life, 
in the atmosphere of planets that don't even have a surface. Okay, Jeff, you guys can't see this, but Jeff can see it. And Jeff, I was shaking my head during everything Jeff just said. Uh, I ignored and he, it. And he was giving me that look that was like, okay. <laughs> but here's what's up. It's not that we've never thought that we could find life different from ours on a planet different from ours. That's not what the Goldilocks zone was about. Right. The Goldilocks zone was about we can't possibly search every single orbiting thing. Right. In the, we can't search everything. So that's why we used the Goldilocks zone. We were like, we know this planet supports this kind of life. We should narrow our search because this is where the highest chance is. Right. For human-like life. It's not that we never thought that, it, like, there could be space squids floating around in gas giants. I would love it if there were space squids floating around in gas giants. You I want to go to another planet and find humans. That's lame. <laughs> you don't want to find, like, Bizarro Anthony somewhere. No, dude. I don't want to find a bunch of us with, like, you find pointy weird. ears or goatees or whatever the fuck they have. Yeah, you want we, the weird shit. We got humans. Yeah. It's, humans is fine. You want that weird shit. I want that weird shit. Why bother finding aliens yeah. unless it's space squids and shit? And, unless it blows my mind. Yeah, dude. I don't want it to be like me. No. Because that's boring. Just laying around on their space couches uh. waiting for the space last guardian to unlock. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, having space Thai food. Yeah. Uh. Getting space high on their space. I would like their space weed. <laughs> if I could get their space weed, that'd be dope. Yeah. I literally. <laughs> yes, it would literally be dope. No, it's not that we didn't think of this before. It's that uh, we've realized how many microbes are in our atmosphere. How many? If you guess, you win a car. A lot. It's like the jelly beans. The thing is, our atmosphere, it turns out, has a lot of shit in it. Yeah. And that shit is blowing from place to place. We're putting a lot of that shit into the atmosphere. Sure. And it's blowing from place to place. And it turns out yeah. that there are microbes that are hitching rides on all our garbage that we blow into the mm -hmm. atmosphere and they live their entire existence floating in our lower atmosphere. Right. And that makes sense. If you think about, um, if you think about flowers, like throwing their I pollen always, out. I'm always thinking about I'm flowers. I'm usually like sitting and taking a deep cleansing breath and yeah. thinking about flowers ever since for some reason, uh, uh, the second Tuesday in November. Mm. I've just been like sitting yeah. and taking a lot of deep breaths. There you go. Uh, no, so um, ever since those space squids yeah. infest in my brain, all On I do the is second Tuesday in November. <laughs> it was coincidental. Um, no, you think about flowers pollinating, right? And they send off the pollen into the right. skies or on bees or whatever, or da like even like dandelions, right? Like kids blowing dandelions, and what you're doing is you're germinating more dandelion plants. Right. So then you like go smaller and smaller. And there are microbes on those dandelion plants. There are mites that are so tiny, they hitch rides on bees. Like, right. there's all that. Horton, hearing who's, all the way down to a fucking subatomic level. What? Subatomic Horton? Subatomic Horton. Which, by the way, I don't want to get too deep into, like, the Dr. Seuss verse. Mm. But that means, like, the scale of the Grinch. Oh, shit. Is microscopic. Like, did you ever think about that? The Cat in the Hat and the Grinch... Should technically be on different, uh, different orders of magnitude of size, and yet the cat in the hat and the Grinch met. How is that possible without transdimensional travel? Something to think about. It's something to think about. I was just thinking about flowers. For the next fifteen minutes, let's talk specifically about size and scale in the Dr. Seuss verse. Yeah, green eggs and microbes. Am I right? Yeah, but uh, so um, we have these microbes. They're floating around everywhere. They're, they're, they exist on Earth all the time, and yeah. their entire lifespan 
they never touch a surface. So scientists are like, well, if that's possible, maybe there are a bunch of brown dwarves planets, uh-huh. brown dwarf planets, I yeah. should say, that uh, there the gas is of a temperature that would sustain life here. Yeah. And is of a consistency that you could theoretically, you it, our microbes could live there. So if our microbes could live in an atmosphere and there's no surface of a planet, maybe there are microbes that just live their entire lives on these planets because temperatures and circumstances are similar. I mean, the biggest, they've, they've said a lot, like the biggest chance of us finding life in outer space would be microbial life. Right. That's the that's the biggest thing. Like single cell organisms. Brilliant though. Simple, brilliant microbial life. Brilliant microbial Little tiny microbe spaceships. Listen. The Grinch was no dummy. And if <laughs> you think about it, like look, Horton here's a who. The who was on the fucking tip of a dandelion. Yeah. All of Whoville lives there. Whoville, microbial. That's all I'm saying. It's blowing your mind. And, not, Seuss and knew. they celebrated Christmas, dog. Yeah. They sang Dabu Dore. Dabu Doris. Welcome Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah. Can any microbe do that? Maybe. We don't know. That's, That's what why we gotta we're find out. We gotta find out. We gotta find Christmas in the skies. Yeah. Christmas in the skies. Sky Christmas and the world of tomorrow. <laughs> underrated. Vastly underrated. Very, very underrated. Here's what we're doing. We're expanding. Uh, there are cold brown dwarf planets and they are basically, the crazy thing about these planets is that they're their atmosphere is room temperature. It's like Earth room temperature. Oh my God, that's even better than Los Angeles. Oh, I want to no. move to one of these planets <laughs> and like just a- float around <laughs> comfortably. Yeah. God, that would be a... Jeff, that Do actually sounds really nice. You can. Now you can. Just float from, uh, from gas area to other gas area. I would love that. Yeah. I would love a life like that, floating around at room temperature. Think about how pleasant that is. It does sound lovely. Doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's what everybody thinks when they go to like spend a vacation on a river or go to the pool or like, oh, oh, we have like my friend has a pool in his backyard. Yeah. I'm going to go over to his pool. And then you lay in his and it's like 40 degrees in the pool. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. What we all expect it to be is like room temperature. We we think we're just like we just want to float in room temperature. I think that's what most people want. I want. I think room temperature should be used more as just a, a standard. Like, I want it to be room temperature. It needs to be room temperature everywhere. The only place it shouldn't be room temperature. Outside? Or or warmer. No, no. I'm because all you're not room. in a room now. I'm all for room temperature outside. Oh, an like outside today, room. Like, today is beautiful. Um, yeah. Today in LA is like 70 degrees. It's like room LA in the movies. Room temperature. Yeah. Here's when room temperature is bad. When you go to uh, to take a sip out of a straw of a... Of a oh. drink you think is cold, and it's room temperature. And it's exactly room, t- and you can't uh. even you can't even feel the liquid hit your mouth because the temperature is the same as like your mouth, <laughs> and like and you re- it's and mouth you, temperature, it's mouth temp, and you like <laughs> suck it, and you're like, oh. yeah, no, that's the worst. That is the worst. You want it to be either much colder than mouth temp, or you want it to be much warmer than mouth temp. Yeah, in my mouth. Yeah, in my mouth, it should always be colder or warmer than mouth temp. <laughs> In my life, it should always be room temperature, though I'm very often not in rooms. Right. This is the curse of humanity. Well, that's the crazy thing about this planet. Can't get there's a comfy a, room, can't get a comfy mouth. There's a planet uh, that we discovered in 2013 called Wise 08550714. Rolls off the tongue. Who's Wise? That's clearly whoever whoever saw the thing. The scientists are Wise. Yeah. 
Or um, maybe, yeah, maybe they were just making a... Uh, they're they were cracking them, wise? They were, <laughs> they were giving themselves a superlative for finding <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, This other planet is called the Awesome. The Wise Team. This is the... This is the... This is the Tone Biceps <laughs> planet. Tone Biceps, yeah. The uh, Large Pectoral Muscles is, Planet 0782. The, yeah. This is putting up big numbers. <laughs> this is We Found It and You Didn't 0842. This gas giant is named after my wife. <laughs> Get it? It's yeah, scientist. It's scientist farts, humor. Is what I'm saying. She it's farts. 1950s stand-up scientist humor. <laughs> so, anyway, this planet is only seven light years away, and there seems to be wa- scientists in the Catskills. Yeah, they, uh, they're, <laughs> they're touring. Uh, seven light years away, and seems to have water clouds in its atmosphere. Water clouds. Water. We need water. Water, water like water clouds. They think that it has water clouds. They're not. What? They haven't confirmed it yet. Um. And it they always think it's water before they confirm it, though. I'll tell you this. Scientists, for all of their we need data, we don't want to jump to any conclusions. God damn, are they ever optimists? That's true. But you have to be or else you realize you're wasting your life when you spend like 30 years of your life looking for something in a sea of nothing. And then you don't find anything. You go. Fuck. The only realistic scientist on the team is considered like a Debbie Downer. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, guys. I think we found water vapor on that new planet. Yeah, I don't know. Probably isn't water vapor, though. Remember last time you said that and it wasn't water vapor? That's, uh. well, I guess, I guess you're right. It's, you're right. Uh, scientifically, it, it, uh, it has uh, an equal chance right now of, of being either. Oh, uh, by the way, I got us all tickets for Rogue One this weekend. Rogue One's going to be amazing, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, Prequels are never good, and it's technically a prequel to the second movie, so. I, I mean, I guess. They're never good. But, like, Vader's, Vader's in it? Yeah, but isn't Vader now just a parody of himself after he said no? Hey, hey, everyone! We just confirmed that those, that those clouds are water vapor! Yeah, I'm sure that's real exciting for everybody, but... There's not going to be any life, which is really what we're looking for, right? Hey, hey, everyone. I was just pointing the radio telescope at the place where we found the water. Holy shit. They sent Morse code. Morse code can be misinterpreted very easily. I guess that's true. Well, I guess we can tell the government that they can blow it up like they wanted to. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Let's blow it up. Wait, we got a final message. It's <laughs> Dahu Doris. <gasps> My bad. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think that, you know, th- these guys have to stay motivated. That's probably why they name things wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to stay motivated on, uh, on, on keeping up with this stuff. But it, it looks like uh, there's a lot of promise for this one because they're saying this these kinds of planets that are much closer to us and that we can actually examine much more closely might be fertile area for these kind of floaters, these little floaters and sinkers, they call them, because they might sink lower into the atmosphere and rise higher and just kind of coast through their day. Dude, they're just riding that, they're just riding that vapor wave, dude. Yeah. They're just listening to sick, like, downbeat ambient shit. Yeah. Floating around. Vapor new wave. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing tiny little t-shirts that have, like, that blue and white jazz Dixie cup thing on it. Mm-hmm. And they, like, maybe they have tiny little micro, like, microbial penny boards and, like. Oh, yeah. They probably have tiny little microbial uh, dreadlocks, I'm guessing. 
<laughs> Dreadlocks so hot right now, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> Nothing that youth loves more right now than dreadlocks. Don't, I, I think I've seen that. <laughs> and when I've seen that. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the micro. You not turned caring. into a dad instantly. I, well, like, I am a dad. Instantly. I'm literally a dad. No, but then you turned into well, one. But like, as soon as you had the kid, it was like, what? What are, what are the children like these days? Are they they, they, have, they have dreadlocks, right? No, but what I was thinking was the microbes. Like, you kids want to listen to Third Eye Blind later. <laughs> they don't care so much that they like don't want to wash their hair. Right, right, that's right, why right, I went right. to dreadlocks because that's how much little they care about yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Sure. It's a low maintenance hairdo. Anyway, these 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 microbes are living my dream life. They're yeah. floating around at room temperature. You want to go to Y0842. You want to go there. You want to live in Wise. I do. Live in Wise, dude. I do. I want to live with Ray Wise. Yeah. Kids, ask your grandparents. <laughs> I don't even know that reference. That's my favorite Martian. And also he was in Oh uh, yeah, you are an old. Who who just called who old? Now? I know. I don't even. I didn't even get that reference. My favorite Martian, and he was also on uh, Erie, Indiana. Mm, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so there's ten. <laughs> you, you don't give a shit. I do not. Uh, there are ten of these uh, kinds of planets within thirty light years of Earth. So we're we're gonna look for life there. When are we gonna get this fast as light travel? Well, that's the problem, right? Like that's the thing. Because right? even if we find microbes there, if we're like looking through our telescopes and we go microbes, now what what do we do with that information? I have to. I have to care about. Uh, light speed travel or faster than light travel now because now that I'm married I'm not allowed to wait for cryogenic freezing because I'm not allowed to cryogenically freeze myself and go 200 years into space well what if you both are get cryogenically she frozen? doesn't want to well, it's a maybe. real it shouldn't be a real point of contention in our marriage because uh-huh. it's purely theoretical right. but it's kind of a point of contention in our marriage Jeff. she just doesn't why does she want to do cryogenic freezing is she just weirded out by it because she doesn't want to leave earth behind she doesn't want to leave everybody she knows behind well but the, she doesn't want to wake up life travel is going to do the same thing it's not like you're not leaving everyone behind with faster than light travel yeah i don't think she wants to do that so much either but like it's easier with faster than light because I don't know, like, like it, more people can go. We don't have to freeze. There's less, there's less danger that will like thaw or something will go wrong. <laughs> you don't want to thaw early. And there's something, I think she is more into, uh, she's more into the idea of being awake, coherent, cognizant during the travel. Ah. Uh, she doesn't want to leave it to like. You want to, she wants to see those sweet blue lights sh- that shoot past yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. are, those will happen. Like when you go that's to hyperspace. Real. Yeah, that Star will Wars. really happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so like, going on a 40-year trip to Mars is bad because it's 40 years where we're awake, but we're out of control of it, kind of, and right. a lot of things can go wrong. Going frozen, we have no control. Well, going faster than light, we're at least awake, and it takes not as long a time for in us. In her defense, every movie where you, where you get cryogenically frozen, someone wakes up, at the wrong time and everything goes bad. Passengers in theaters this month. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to passengers. I'm super looking forward to it. I don't want to digress into passengers. We'll have a passengers podcast uh, <laughs> before. The- we'll do it on the on the pre-conversation in the next episode. <laughs> if you guys are patrons, you know that like the little conversations that we have in the beginning of every episode are real conversations and we put those out. We'll talk about passengers. But um, yes, it's a point of contention between huh. me and my wife. She doesn't want to do it. Well. I mean, you probably should have talked about that before you got married. I know. I know. That's we a, that's we still those... haven't talked about kids. We're still on intergalactic travel. 
<laughs> so if we find these microbes, Jeff, they're thirty. They're thirty light years away. Well, what those we, ones are we, seven. There's ones that are seven. seven light years away. Yeah. What do we do with that information? That's what do my we do question. Next? What if what if just microbial stare? life? We Longingly? just go, hey, we're not alone in the universe, but what we're not high five. Yeah, we just go. Life exists, guys. That's good. That's good. It's tricky. It's tricky, man. Because does then, that make the Fermi paradox worse? Yes, it's absolutely worse. Yeah, it's absolutely worse. It's knowing what's inside your Christmas present. Yeah, and you know what and I mean. Your Christmas present is going. It means you're going to die. <laughs> no. No, that's what that's, the Fermi paradox means, is that if there are microbes living seven light years away, then what the fuck? Sure. Why isn't there more intelligent life out there? We're all dead. Because, We're all going to die. Because the universe great is- Great filter. The universe is vast, Jeff, and I don't, believe, I don't necessarily believe in the great filter shit. Or it could mean that our planet sneezed and the microbes just went really short distance. So we were all special here, hey, and our planet sneezed seven light years away. Let me tell you something. And the microbes got in, in, in the mess over there. Couple hundred thousand years ago, a daffodil, just like are you thinking about flowers again? Yeah, right into the right into the atmosphere, and and one little one little bit, one little who, yeah, one little who said, one little who, I want to know what's higher. Let's I want to go going. even far. Let's keep going, everyone. Yeah, let's. And see everyone what's said, insane. "Come back down, Horton. Come back down." Well, and- Horton's the elephant, Jeff. I don't fucking know, Anthony. If you're gonna be Which part one of us this, as a child, if you're gonna be part of this Seussiverse fan cast, Jeff, you need to know uh, your shit. God damn it! There are too many like fake Seuss geeks out there. I, you know, honestly, Horton Hears a Who was never one of my ones. No, it's not a great one. Uh, it was uh, other oh, places you'll go. It was Green Eggs and Ham. It was uh, Horton, Hop on Pop. Horton Hears a Who only served to introduce us to Whoville, which gave us the Grinch. That's right. really all it is. Right. It's really it's like the first appearance of like a really cool character being in a really lame comic book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what that's what it is. Horton's fine. Horton's whatever. I don't even know the story of Horton. Uh he's an elephant and he hears a who? He hears a who on this little thing and yeah. he's like don't destroy this flower uh, because there's a whole but, world of life in the flower. And not, but you didn't rhyme any of that. No, I'm paraphrasing. You don't have to paraphrase. You don't have to rhyme and paraphrase at the same time. I mean if you don't you're going to be lazy. I am. Yes. I am going to be lazy. All I want is to be a microbe floating in like That's room temperature point. vapor, Jeff. Your do you sweet, really think I'm going to put any work into anything? Sweet dreadlocks. Uh, guys, La- is lazy it, man's hairdo. Does it make you excited or frustrated if we find these microbes? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Do you feel this like December or worse? December first, it's under the tree. You can't touch it. Yeah. What do you do? Like that's how I kind of feel. But I do want to know. We gotta know. Oh, it's we gotta oh, know. I'm tortured by this. Yeah. Let us know how you feel about it on Twitter. I'm at a Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And you can also talk about that on our uh, subreddit, which is wehaveconcerns.reddit.com. Great place to suggest stories. Talk with other people who listen to the podcast. Uh, this. The, I should tell you that this story was was uh, sent in by uh, who was it sent in by Jeff. Let's find out. Oh, this is suspenseful. Zaxi. Just sent in by Zaxi. Zaxi's killing it lately. He's killing it, Zaxi. Zaxi is killing it. Go talk to Zaxi and the other superstars on the subreddit. That's wehaveconcerns.reddit.com.